Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. I am very pumped for today's episode and to share with you the amazing guests that we had on. Her name is Divya. She is a Hot and Healthy member, aka she's inside of our membership program, and she has lost 20 pounds inside the damn program. When I got her progress pics, which we did not talk about this on the show, guys, but she actually emailed us and shared how she's been able to lose 20 pounds. This was the first time I saw these pictures. This was the first time I heard in depth about her story. I immediately asked her to come on the podcast and she said yes. And we had this amazing conversation today. But what's so cool about Divya's story that really stood out to me in that email that she had initially sent me, and then also obviously our conversation today, is Divya has failed dieting so much. And I say that not in a bad way. I say that as If you are failing dieting right now, you are going to be so inspired by this story because Divya had fought her body, done all the things that she was told to do, that she assumed was healthy things that I did in college. I really resonated with her story. And for 10 years, she had failed every single diet attempt. She had no progress to show for it. So in this episode, we're going to talk through all the things that she had done before. And I literally point blank ask her, what were those things that she thought was true to do to lose weight or she thought was important to emphasize that was actually holding her back all of these years? And then we're going to talk through how she actually cracked the code to sustainable progress and how she was able to literally lose 20 pounds inside of the membership. She also discusses how she's been shocked at how fast the weight fell off and how every time she stepped on the scale, she was also shocked because she felt so good as she was losing weight which was not something she had experienced before. We also talk about how to properly use calorie tracking, emotional eating, and entering maintenance because Divya actually has experimented without tracking her calories. And to her surprise, she actually lost two pounds, just really showcasing how when you calorie track the right way and you learn all of the things we teach you inside of TSN, you will be set up for life and you are actually changing your habits and changing your body to keep this weight off for life. So without further ado, welcome Divya to the show. Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. I actually started this journey because I was getting ready for my cousin's wedding. So my cousin's wedding, I started this journey around, I want to say January. It was like new year, new me, new goals. I started that and I was like, I want to start something that I can do without so much of mental exhaustion. You know, a lot of my previous trials have been, okay, I'm going to go on a bro diet. I'm going to eat chicken, brown rice. Wait, did you call it a bro diet? Like gym bro? That's funny. I love that. I feel that that's all I've seen. And like, I think like when I started my weight loss interest 10 years ago, 11 years ago, that's what everyone was doing. Everyone was on like clean eating, egg whites, chicken breasts. Quest protein bars. That was the time when I was in college. And that was like the vibe. I remember I I used to see people eat like these bodybuilding programs. And like even like I do love bodybuilding.com. I think they have great information, but it was very much that like typical gym bro. 
protein shake, Quest Bar vibe, and it made me so respective. And like, I was nervous to have like protein shakes because I wasn't working out. I did not find like a method of working out that I truly loved. So it was very inconsistent with like getting some sort of movement in. And here I am microwaving my Quest Bars for breakfast and eating chicken, like grilled chicken with no seasoning or oil because, you know, that that was so bad. That's the devil. It was a devil. <laughs> And like no carbs, I would have like a little bit of sweet potatoes and I'd be like, oh my goodness, I had my healthy carb, whatever it is. I think I lasted for two or three days before I binged everything. And so the more I watched your reels, the more I was like, okay, this is calling to me. This is not some sort of intensive, okay, I have to count with boxes or, you know, use containers or anything like that. This is more like I get to choose what I want. And I get to like spend my money, my calories money <laughs> on things that I want. So I watched you for a little bit. And then January came around. It was after a trip. We went upstate with a couple of friends. And I was just like, you know what? I feel not just physically heavy. I feel mentally heavy, like bogged down. I feel like I'm not happy. I want to change something that makes me feel light like I can, I can mess up a couple of times and it's okay. I can restart just like in the same day. So I joined the membership. I remember seeing like the Mexican lasagna and like the, I remember seeing like ricotta and like things that I've just never seen before on a meal plan or something I thought I could eat. I remember like stir fries and I was like, oh my God, this tastes great. I feel like I can do this. And it took a couple of weeks of like eating really clean And then being like, no, you know what? Let's add some good things in for me to reframe my brain and say, wow, I'm losing weight. After the initial five, I was like, holy crap, this is the first time I've seen a reduction on that scale. Ooh, okay. So the other diets you were on, you went hard in the paint. You were very restrictive, but because you couldn't stick to them for a long period of time, you never saw the progress that you really wanted to see. I was stuck on a weight and you know what? And then that's around the time where I saw a lot of people just coming out and saying, you can't lose weight if you're, you know, like turning 30, blah, blah, blah. And like, how depressing. <laughs> I already had anxiety about turning 30. So I was just like, I'm not going to ever lose weight. So you're telling me my metabolism is like screwed now that I'm 30? Just wait till you're 60. Like, I'm never going to lose weight again. Like, I'm not, like, I really started getting so sad. And I was just like, you know what? What do I have to lose? If I can't supposedly lose weight, let's do this mindset of eating what I like, tracking calories, making sure I get some protein in, and getting on some walks. Like, I... Really, truly, when I started doing those things consistently, 10 pounds down, 15 pounds down, when I hit the 18 pound mark, I was just like, holy moly, like this is the best moment of my life. And the day before my cousin's wedding, I hit 20 pounds and I was just like, I did it. I finally did it after 10 years of just up and down, up and down. And like, if I lost weight, if I lost five pounds, it would go shooting right back up, if not more. You know, this is the first time I turned to myself and I was just like, I did it. I learned how to lose weight without being so restrictive and like upset for most of the time. So what's really crazy, Divya, is that was literally 10 years of truly fighting your body, being restrictive, cutting out all your favorite foods and not seeing progress. 
And I think it makes sense why you were so ready when you saw our messaging, you saw really how I, I really try to just encourage women how to lose weight, how it shouldn't be so restrictive and miserable. And I think what's interesting is you got to the point where, of course, you really wanted to lose the weight and you were mind blown when you hit 18, 20 pounds down, right? And I want to talk definitely more about that journey. But I think what's interesting is you also got to the point where because you were so restricted, your back was up against the wall where you were like, you know what, even if I didn't lose weight doing this, at least I'm eating what I love. That's really what I'm hearing. Like you got to the point where you release the expectation of seeing weight loss so quickly or in a certain timeline where it was really just about making yourself happier and feel good. And I always say, and that's why I want to highlight this. I always say that when you release that expectation of when the progress should happen and putting almost so much pressure on it, and you focus on the work and eating the right things and doing things the right way, that actually is when shit clicks, as I like to say. Do you think that's really true for you? Am I hitting that on the head? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Because even though my cousin's wedding, it was at this beautiful castle, and even though I wanted to look perfect that day, when I hit that point in January, I was just like, you know what? What else can I do? I'm eating nothing I like. I'm binging by night. I'm stressed out. I need to make sure that I make myself happy at some point. And this is what I learned within this journey and within your advice, your marketing, just make healthier swaps of what you like to eat. I love Chipotle. Guess what? I have a Chipotle bowl every time. I love pizza. I'm making pizza pitas and really enjoying it with a side of broccoli, roasted Brussels sprouts. Like you're just making those healthy swaps that make it easier for you to enjoy what you like but just making sure you get that nutrition in. I love a cauliflower bowl with some arugula, with some chicken, chickpeas, whatever it is, and calling it a fake kava bowl. I've never had kava, but like I look online, I'm just like, wait, that's so funny. You've never had kava, but you're like, I love my kava bowl. No, I love my kava bowl. I have tzatziki sauce. I'm just like, no, this is what it tastes. This is what it's supposed to taste like. I was always afraid of flavors because everyone said, like, you can't have sauce. You can't have this when you lose weight. I am proof that you can and you'll be fine. I love that. I love that. I want to go back to the things that really held you back at the beginning of your journey. And I'm kind of curious to unpack the specifics, you know, 10 years of dieting and you alluded to some of like the things that you've done before. You know, obviously the, the gym bro diet, the chicken, the, the broccoli rice with only improved foods, like that kind of vibe. What were some of the things that now you know better, now you understand why they're not helpful or harmful or not necessary for weight loss, but maybe what were some of those things that looking back were like food rules or just diet myths that you tried to implement that epically failed for you? No carbs. No carbs. Don't eat after a certain time. You can't enjoy your drink. Like I get it. When you're in college, you're going to go crazy. Like you want to have your drink and like enjoy your life. What I've learned now is I can have a hard seltzer and enjoy the social time. It's not black and white. It's not like I have to go all crazy 17 shots and then eat like a ton of Taco Bell to feel better. No, I can have a couple of seltzers, enjoy my nice refreshing salads, like just balance, you know? The no carbs was a big thing because I, I demonized carbs for a very long time. Things like processed foods, I believe in balance. Right. And honestly, and this is the first time I can actually say that and believe me saying that when I used to be on these diets, I never wanted to eat like 
frozen waffles, like the Kodiak waffles, the Vance waffles. I never wanted to incorporate those in my diet because I thought that I would never lose weight. I'm eating those things, but I'm just adding fruits on the side. I'm adding the light syrup that I was so scared of, but I'm like, I'm fine, you know? I'm so curious. What about, because this is a topic that literally even came up last night on a group coaching call for 90 Day Fit Bay Body. One of my clients is brought up that she was so afraid of carbs. And I almost want to ask you to dig a little deeper, Divya. What about the like Kodiak cakes or Vans waffles? What about them triggered in your mind that, okay, those foods are bad and they're going to be the thing that isn't going to cause me to see progress? Because I feel like everyone said it like, Every, when you lose weight, you have to go into your fridge and you have to make the food. You have to do the work. Oh, uh, so the thought was if you aren't making your food wholesome, natural from like whole foods, which I love whole foods and I buy my high protein waffles from whole foods. But if you weren't making everything from scratch, you're therefore eating bad food and you're going to gain weight. Yeah. Like that was like the big thing. So when you showed those Bell and Evans chicken patties, honestly, it's so crazy. Like that's what clicked. I was just like, wait, I can have that and I can have breaded chicken patties that I did not slave over. Like, I think that this is the diet for me. Like, I want to be able to go and grab those chicken patties because guess what? I work until 7.30 p.m. I'm not coming home and making dinner from scratch every night. So when that process, when I first started, I was like, I have to cook this chicken. I have to cook these like boiled asparagus, whatever I'm doing from scratch every single night. That was also a failure on my end because I wanted to come home after 7.30. And guess what? I wanted a chicken sandwich. And guess what? Now I do. Now I can have my chicken sandwich. Yeah. You know what's interesting about your story, Divya? It, as much as it was some of the lack of strong nutrition knowledge because our diet culture teaches us the wrong things to focus on when it comes to weight loss. But what actually is more interesting about, I think, why you've been able to see so much success and how you're 20 pounds down, you're feeling really good and you know it's realistic is actually the sustainability factor. Your diet before and every diet not only wasn't rooted in science and a slight deficit emphasizing protein, emphasizing your nutritional needs, but I think the bigger issue was that sustainability factor, which is how are you going to actually be able to fit this into your real life? I want to give a shout out to um, one of my clients on our call last night too, because I think this is really, really, really important, Divya. She brought up that she felt so overwhelmed because right now she does not eat anything at home. She doesn't know how to cook. She doesn't even know where to begin. She joined this program wanting to learn how to fuel her body. She's so willing to change. She's not complaining about her progress in any way, but she doesn't even know where to begin. And I think hearing a message like yours is so impactful because it reiterates that, yes, obviously I I do want you to learn how to get in the kitchen and make food and, you know, do things from scratch. That's a beautiful thing too. But if you don't have a diet that is realistic and also meets you with where you're at right now in your life, you're never going to follow it. So if you're coming in and, you know, listening to the show, anyone out there that is eating out every meal and is really not cooking a lot at home. Me and Divya certainly aren't saying, hey, you need to make every meal from scratch. That actually is the exact opposite that I would want you to do. I want you to find little tweaks to not only help you get into that deficit, but also make your life easier. Because guess what? As much as I love Chick-fil-A, stopping through Chick-fil-A every day is a lot different than getting a chicken patty and one of those days making a sandwich at home and then pairing it with some microwave veggies that you found at the supermarket too. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's where like the mindset shift has to happen for a lot of us that's starting from this like desperate hope of like, what can I do? Calories are your best friend. 
if you're out on the go, if you're a busy teacher, therapist, doctor, whoever you are, I know you're busy. I get it. I get that schedule of leaving your house. Because Divya is busy, let me tell you. (laughs) I leave my house at 7 a.m. and I don't come home until 7 p.m. I'm out. So a lot of it does take a little bit of prep work. Like if you prep some yogurt, if you prep some of your fruits, your veggies, and then you throw some things together, you're fine. Like for someone who doesn't cook, one of my go-to lunches has been a fake charcuterie board. I call, So I call it an adult lunchable, but I love a fake charcuterie board. I might use that line instead. No, I love it. So it's like bell peppers, hummus, or tzatziki sauce, even like a French onion dip. I got the caramelized French onion dip from Trader Joe's. I'm plugging that in right now because it's so good. Pair it with some carrots. I haven't had it. No, it's so good. Pair it with carrots, hummus, anything you want. Then you have some deli meat. I have some of that just turkey breast and I have some low sodium pepperoni. I have some grapes. I have a cheese stick. Like those are things where I'm just like, I'm getting my protein. I'm getting my veggies and I'm getting some fun treats. Like I have, I love for someone who loves crunchy things. They're the, I forgot what brand they are, but they're these baked lentil chips and they're, they're seasoned. They're flavored. They're, they come in barbecue. They come in mango chili. I measure it out and I, I use my calories as like a main thing. And I have a whole lunchable. I have a whole charcuterie board that I don't feel like I'm starving by the end of my lunch period. I'm full. I'm happy. I'm drinking my water. And I'm like, wow, this is an easy day. That's some, for someone who doesn't want to cook. There's your no prep meal that you can throw together in like minutes. I do it right before I leave the house. You know, that's so good. You know what, what line sticks out to me? You said at the beginning of this, that calories are good. Calories are not something you should fear. Calories are like the best thing ever. And I think, you know, this is also coming from not just my mouth. This is coming from Divya, who has been 10 years fighting her body doing these diets. And I'm sure calories were once something that you avoided, you feared, you didn't want to have. So for you to say that now, to be like, calories are not a bad thing, girlfriend. Like calories are your Your best best friend. That's a big moment. It is. Because can I tell you, I used to be that person that was like, I don't want to count for the rest of my life. I don't want to count. That's too much. That's not worth it. But that's where the mindset has to shift a little bit because you're meeting yourself where you're at. If you're at a place, where something is missing from your diet, something is missing from what you're putting into your body, you need to know what you're eating. That's what tracking can just be for you guys. If it's like, you don't know why you're not losing weight, tracking your day and every single thing that you want to put in your MyFitnessPal or whatever it is, it'll show you maybe you're not getting enough vegetables, you're not getting enough protein, and that's why you feel hungry. Wait, I need to even say the fact that you're saying you're not getting enough veggies because so many women, I think their fear with tracking is, well, I don't want to see the numbers or the numbers are going to make me feel bad, but you are hitting the nail on the head. And this is why Divya has been able to lose 20 pounds because you use the tracking to not just see the numbers, but to look at your eating habits. I always say that to clients because when I'm looking at a food log, I am not just looking at, okay, this is how many calories Divya had today. It's like, okay, is there color on your plate? Are you having protein every meal? Like you have to almost read between the lines. And that's why I say there are right ways and wrong ways to calorie track. And 99.9% of women are doing it the wrong way, not focusing on really how you're supposed to do it. And that's why everyone hates counting calories. The reason I track now, and I'll tell you a little secret, I haven't tracked since April and I've maintained my weight. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. We need to talk about that. We're putting a pin in this. You have not tracked since April. That is the best news. 
ever. We're going to get back to this in a second. Okay. Continue your thought. We're going to talk about that. I will say like, for me, I just want to make sure I'm just getting my protein in because I realize that's what keeps me full. And I'm not just scrummaging. I'm not looking through my cupboards. I'm not going into my work lunch shelf where I'm just like, Ooh, chips, Ooh, cookies. I'm not saying you can't have that. But when I feel full, when I feel satiated and satisfied, I don't feel the need to go grab chips, you know? And that's what it was happening before I started doing this mindset shift where I was just like, okay, I'll have my chicken and broccoli. And then, you know what? I'm not really full and I did so good. So can I go grab an Oreo? One Oreo turned into seven. Seven Oreo turned into a bag of chips. That turned into, I'm going to binge tonight and then I'll start again tomorrow. This is more like, okay, like I have my healthier alternatives. I know my calories. I know my protein. I don't really need to go out and look for more food because I'm satiated. I'm fine with what's in front of me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned this cycle you had before, which was really this diet starts Monday that I'm just, you know, F it. Let's continue eating this way right now. You keep eating this way. And then eventually you come to Monday and you're like, okay, let's get back on track. But then this cycle repeats every single week where you're oscillating between overeating and then restricting yourself. What shifted besides just knowing a calorie budget and like the framework of TSN, but what had to shift within you for you to really break that cycle? First of all, losing the weight, just that consistency, consistency matters. That's one, but also like we're human. We need to give ourselves grace. I think sometimes I see people trying to lose weight and they're just like chicken, vegetables, broccoli. And I'm just like, but what about the fun? We're human, right? Like I can start again, not even tomorrow. Like I can have my chocolate covered strawberries and be healthy and be happy, but my dinner doesn't have to be outlandish just because I grazed a little bit. You know what I'm hearing though? And I I don't even know if you realize this, but it's so cool to see. What really shifted for you is you stopped making individual food choices, life and death. And you stopped, I mean, it is important to know the context of your day. I always say like, say you had a breakfast that did not pack protein. Yes. Later on, I know I got to emphasize protein more. So it's, you know, that balance is there, but you know, I think a lot of people take it to the extreme where it's, oh, I had this, I really have to, you know, compensate, but you're not compensating anymore. Even if you get off track, even if you make a choice that isn't bad, but might like, if you've made it every day, yeah, it might not be aligned with your goals, but it's the context of your overall diet. So you're just, I'm hearing that you're not basing your choices as punishment and life and death anymore. And you actually are focusing on like the bigger picture. Yeah. I've learned that no food is bad. Like I come home and I live with my parents and my brother. So sometimes we have takeout. I'll come home to Chinese food and I love Chinese food. I will always say when I lived with my parents too, my mom, and maybe it's because I know you're, you're up in the Northeast where I'm, I'm from as well. Originally, we love our Chinese food takeout up there and it is so tempting. I will never turn down Chinese food. And like what I did, and this is something I think a lot of people can also take away from this is buy the steamed vegetables, fill your plate with half of those vegetables. Oh, that's my favorite hack for Chinese food because yes, you know, it's more processed. Yeah. There's going to be more oils, but guess what? If you balance that out, like it really is not going to be that big of a deal. And as as long as you get your portions relatively right. And I love my sesame chicken. So that's what I count as protein. And like, honestly, I, it's like an experiment within myself. I maybe because I am in like a science backed field where I like to see like, what am I doing wrong? What am I, what, what did I do that changed my weight? I check my weight the next day and it's maintained. I think that the best takeaway that I got from this entire journey in this community is there is no 
black and white. Like there's no food that's bad. You can do little tweaks that make it better. Of course, don't eat takeout every day because you're, you want to look at your overall health. But I have a lot of friends that like to go out and eat. We go to wineries. We go to Mexican restaurants. Heck, you were just in Key West. Yes, I was in Key West. I love it. I love Key West. I love the Cuban food. You know what I did at the restaurant? I got this beautiful roasted chicken with a lot of yuca fries and a lot of like balsamic Brussels sprouts. It was so good. I think for a lot of people, they're scared to do social things because you're just like, how do I balance this? You just have to like really scan the menu and see what's the best option for your goals. It might not be perfect as what you make in your kitchen, but hey, you're going to have you're going to have social events. You're going to go out. I I'm going to a Mexican restaurant on Thursday. This is something I like to do. I like to look at the menu to look ahead of time so there's no surprises when I get there. So I already know that I'm getting the grilled chicken tacos. I already know I'm getting the corn because I know that I can fill up on the corn. It's a healthier alternative than like eating a bunch, a bunch, bunch, bunch of chips and salsa that's not satiated, you know? And that's another thing. Like I know with like corn and stuff, there's like a controversy of it not being a healthy food. But if that's the vegetable that's in front of you, I'm going to eat it. I always say anything from the damn earth (laughs) is good for you. And of course, anything, too much of anything in any aspect of life, I'm not just talking about nutrition, can be bad for you. So I think we need to bring that energy into our food conversations. I love that you're doing that. Now, you mentioned since losing this 20 pounds inside of the membership, you've transitioned away from tracking and you always have it in your back pocket. You can use it whenever you need. But I'm actually obsessed that you brought that up because you know a lot of things that hold women back and actually something specifically I get asked on a daily basis is Lauren, I'm afraid to track my calories. One, because I don't want it to trigger a horrible relationship with food inside the program. But two, I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. Now, if you know anything about the program, you know anything about what we do over here, it isn't to do it forever. I don't track my calories. Divya doesn't track her calories. The gold standard is I want you to get to the place where you just understand your diet and how to eat. It isn't I'm on a diet. It is this is your diet. So I want to hear how after you lost this 20 pounds, what that transition looked like going into getting rid of tracking, eating. I don't even call it intuitively. Like I call it entering maintenance and, and having a little bit more flexibility while also still prioritizing all of your goals. So yeah, walk us through that journey. Cause that is so cool. Yeah. So after my cousin's wedding in April, I was like, all right, I hit the 20 pound mark. Of course, there's always going to be events that you want to look extra good for. This no tracking thing is very temporary for me because I'm a very like to-do list. I love lists. I love checklists. I love- Also with how busy you are, like you need to prep your food in advance. Like you you don't got time, girl. No. So I do think tracking will always be something that's in my mindset, something that's a tool for me. I don't look at it as a chore anymore. It's a tool because I like keeping track of things. That's just how my brain works. I wanted to experiment with myself where after my cousin's wedding, I wanted to be a little lax. I went hard. I I did the damn thing. And I wanted to really just see if I can do this without being so on it. School was winding down. My clinic job was winding down. I I knew coming to summer, I wanted to be lax. I was turning 30 this summer. I knew there was going to be more outings. And I wanted to know if I could do it without tracking every drink, every this. Because then I feel like that's what would lead into an unhealthy relationship where I see the numbers and the calories. I didn't want to do that. I just want to know if I can live like a normal person day to day, pick what I want, do what I want and not gain weight back. So I haven't tracked since April. 
I haven't gained a weight. Actually, I've gained two pounds since I stopped tracking. Wait, you lost two pounds? Two pounds. Because, yeah, because like it's easy now. It's like you pick your protein, you pick your vegetable, you pick something fun, and you just put it on a plate. <laughs> like, and it takes some time to get there. I, I get that. But you had 20 pounds worth of practice and habit building and doing this the right way. It literally, and I can confidently say this, it is because how you lost the weight. This shit does not happen by chance. No, and I say that to a lot of people that ask me what I'm doing different or what am I doing at all, and I'm just like, balance. It has to be a balance because you're not an isolated experiment. You you are not in a dorm room just sitting in your dorm and just eating things that are fed to you. No, you're going out. You're an adult. You're making choices, voluntary choices of doing things, going to your job, going to school, working, babysitting. Emotional, mental health is a whole aspect that I love to explore too. Oh, yes. Like, oh, that's honestly, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something that I also struggled with. I am an anxious person. So when I feel emotionally like overwhelmed, I used to reach for food or drinks or whatever it was, you know? I would be lying if I said that it's completely healed my relationship with that emotional eating. But I feel better because this is what I do now. Instead of reaching for a bag of chips or takeout or whatever, that hot girl walk that you talk about has made me feel so much better and breezier and lighter. We have a boardwalk here in Staten Island and it's so beautiful in the summer. And it's an hour long of a walk and it just helps you clear your mind I always say exercise is where I literally said this to a client who's struggling with anxiety today too. And I struggle with anxiety. And I always say exercise. I heard this from someone else. Exercise is like the place where anxiety can go. And that really resonated with me because yes, I work out. Yeah. For aesthetics a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I also work out for health too, but especially for mental health and just feeling really good. Like you will notice when you exercise consistently, it becomes such a habit. Like it allows your anxiety. I feel like a place to live where like for me, I get, it gets like bottled up in me if I don't move. So I'm so glad that you're bringing that up. And I do just want to say, I know you mentioned that with the anxiety, it still is something that isn't something like you've a hundred percent overcame. And I'm actually really glad you candidly said that because I think it's important for women to hear that because it never is going to 100% go away. Anxiety is not always a bad thing. And I'm not a therapist, but from what I know about anxiety, but I'll say how it impacts your relationship with food. We need coping skills and, and tools and mechanisms to be able to live our life and not let it, let it consume us like it did before for you. But I, I'm actually so glad you candidly said, like, it isn't something I struggle with as much or really day to day anymore, but it is it is still there. And so I have to be aware of it because For anyone out there, I think sometimes diets make us think that we're going to do this diet and we're literally not going to have a smidge of a problem ever again. But it's like you have to maintain all of this to be able to maintain the progress. I used to be, when I was in undergrad, I drastically and unhealthily lost like 15 pounds between my freshman year and then going into sophomore year. And like, I was so sad at the end of my freshman year because I had gained that freshman 15, 20, whatever it was that I gained. And I was just, I felt like heavy and I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't know what career path I wanted to take. I didn't know where my true friends were. I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to be happy inside of me. And I unhealthily for two months, like had special case cereal for three meals and ate strawberries. That, that was my diet. I'm literally like, oh my goodness, (laughs) malnourishment, where is your protein? (laughs) But I wasn't thinking like that. And like, I thought, I really thought walking in sophomore year that all my problems would be solved. Like I would 
magically find all these like because you lost the weight because I lost the weight and I thought like I really thought that I would be like I don't know like my dream career my dream friend group whatever it was I thought I would get that and it took gaining the weight back it took going through that whole emotional journey of like not starving myself to realize that weight loss didn't solve everything did I have more fun because I was putting myself out there a little bit more because I was so thin at the time yeah maybe But I think like after you go out and after you have that fun time, you're coming back home to you, right? You see, you're, you're sitting with your emotions. If you haven't gotten to the root of why, maybe you're emotionally eating, maybe you're crying at night, maybe you're sad, it's still going to be there. And you have to really take that head on. I've learned that in my therapy journey. I've learned that in my food journey, you have to find the root of the issue with me. I've always been the chubby growing up. I was always chubbier. I'm also from a culture where thin is equated to beauty, right? So for me, that always has been a thing where it's like, okay, she's chubby. Like she needs to lose weight. You want to, you want to get married one day. It becomes a part of your identity, which also wraps in with the emotional aspect and the emotional eating and the self-fulfilling prophecy that, oh, you know, this is just the way it is. That's why I'm going to go for this food because this, this is just who I am. I am. Yeah, these are the cards I've dealt with. I might as well do it because I'm going to be the ugly fat friend anyway. So it took a lot for me. And like, honestly, I'm in therapy and I'm in a place in my life where I feel that work that I did on myself is why I resonated with that. It doesn't have to be black or white. It can be a lot of trial and error kind of weight loss. Boom, 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 boom. This is what I say all the time. I always joke and I shouldn't joke about it, but I I always do joke. My most successful clients are the ones that either are going through therapy or have gone through therapy or honestly just didn't endure a lot of trauma growing up. But most of us have trauma, let's be real. And they're able to have a little bit more insight into themselves. Because when you think about dieting, dieting is very similar to before someone goes to therapy if they're really struggling. Because I can only speak to myself, but when when you're so lost in your own mind, you just want something to like come in and save you and like you're not addressing the problem. And that's really what fad diets are. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a wound that needs surgery. Absolutely. I remember like around the time I was in college, it was like special K diet, drink your protein shake, the Quest Bar diet, the, like whatever it was, it was just for a way that people, I think people around me who didn't have like eating disorders or like emotional trauma with food, that's how they lost weight because it wasn't a horrible relationship for food for them. It was just all about aesthetics. For me, I didn't realize like it wasn't just aesthetics. It was a lot of trauma that I'm dealing with related to my physical appearance, related to my food that I had to really like unpack before I got to the level of, okay, I can finally lose the weight. And be able to put in the work because also it clouds your mindset. I, I For anyone out there who's struggling, I sometimes bluntly say this to clients, but if you're so like lost in your own thoughts, I always say lost in the sauce, but when you're so lost in the sauce, it actually makes coaching or even what I say is like having fun with the calories and macros. Like we can't make adjustments because guess what? We make an adjustment and you're freaking out about the scale or you're self-sabotaging yourself because you had that bad food. And then you're like diet starts Monday because I binged all weekend. Like you have to address and create this. I always talk about creating that strong foundation, like building that strong foundation to your house. And with nutrition, that isn't just having balanced meals, consistent meal times, you know, distributing your calories evenly, but it is also having proper mental health 
and being open to just being healthy before losing weight. And I think that's really, I mean, to sum it up, Divya, I, that is absolutely why you were able to lose 20 pounds. And throughout losing that 20 pounds, you not fighting and clawing your way to 20 pounds down, you did it in a way that you felt so good. And it like felt unbelievable, which is because you did it this way. Yeah. And honestly, it is unbelievable because I've never lost weight so consistently. Like I've never lost weight to the point where I was just like, Okay, it's been May, June, July, August, four months with not really tracking or calorie counting where I'm just like, I'm at a good standstill. Of course, there's always going to be more work that I want to do for myself. You know, we're in this society of wanting to look good, feel good, IG models, influencers. There's always going to be an event. There's always going to be a party that I want to look a certain way for or wear a certain outfit. But, and I'll say, even before Key West, I wasn't like, I have to go on a fad diet. I have to starve myself before this. I have to do this. I was just like, no, I'm just going to do what I did. I'll eat my healthier choices and I'll look the way I look. I was happy in Key West. I was happy with the way I looked in my outfits. I was nonchalant. It wasn't like an anxiety filled trip where usually I remember, I want to say 10 years ago, we were taking a family trip to India. And I remember like, that's where that special K diet really took place. Because I was just like, I need to lose weight. I need to look good before I take this international flight. I want to be in a certain weight category. Like you're just setting yourself up for failure. If you really truly push yourself to this like brim of the weight loss world, where if you're not doing it healthy, you don't have the best mindset of for yourself. You have to look out for yourself. No one else is looking out for you in terms of food and just like your weight and things like that. That's a mental battle. I think like you have to take a step down and say, hey, even if I don't lose weight, what am I doing for myself? That's going to nourish my body, nourish my soul, nourish my mind. You know, I love that so much. Give you a mic drop moment. Thank you so much for coming on the show, girlfriend. No problem. I really, like like I said, I can talk about my weight loss for hours and hours because I get it. It's something I've been through since I was a child. I think, like I said, my key takeaway, (laughs) protein is king, calories are king, take your walks and just give yourself grace. Like I have been not counting for months. There, There have been days where I'm just like, I'm going to enjoy that chocolate sandwich bar because it's summer day and it's nice. But you know what, like what I can say to myself and what everyone else can say to themselves, tomorrow's a new day of just making better choices, making more healthier choices, have a vegetable, have some protein. Just, I think that's the key takeaway. And I feel like I keep repeating myself when I say it's just like balance is key. You have to learn how to balance your life with the kitchen and the working out. I used to work out, try to work out five times a week for an hour and a half. None of that's going to work because none of that is sustainable. Like we were talking about before, if you can only work out 20 minutes a day, get that 20 minute workout in, it's probably better than a half-assed hour workout that you're only going to do once a week. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Thank you so much, Divya. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. 
I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.